If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 we're back again here on the Carolina Underground Live from the Replica Bat Cave in the 14 degree something weather. I think that's Celsius. Is that Celsius? Well, I would hope so. My goodness, where are you at that it's 14 degrees? I'm in the Bat Cave. If it's 14 degrees in the Bat Cave, you might... I hate to do a call back to a previous episode, but you might be freezing the cock of justice. <laughs> hey, you can't go wrong with the cock of justice. You can't go wrong. We had some bombshell news today. Uh-oh. A sitting United States senator indicted for bribery. Oh, yeah, Menendez, right? Yeah, right. him and his wife and some business people. and You know... When you get gold bars and stacks of cash and you sew them into clothes and hide them in your closet, I guess that could be a problem. Well, I mean, again, I, I, I don't I don't think that that's nearly as unusual as we would like to believe it would be. I mean, it's just astounding. I, the whole I was talking to my daughter about that, and basically the whole the whole thing it, it, it has become a Ponzi scheme between the lawyers, the insurance companies, the accountants, the medical administration, and the military. And mm-hmm. it's all just a massive Ponzi scheme. Yeah, I, I, I saw a meme the other day that was talking about how, you know, we get taxed on our income, and then we're taxed on what we save, then we're taxed on what we spend, and we're taxed on what we owe. And then when you die, your heirs are taxed on what you leave them. Exactly. And I mean, that's pretty well absurd. I believe our founding fathers did their dead level best to, to, to keep that from happening. And, uh, well, you know, here we are in the middle of and it. And our illustrious president said he was proud to be speaking to the Democratic Black Caucus. <laughs> but he wasn't at the Black Caucus. He was at the Latino Caucus. Well, you know, I mean, you know, that that man, is he checked out a long time ago. I saw some kind of thing uh, from supposedly, it was supposed to have been uh, Ashley Biden saying that uh, Joe had actually died and that it was his twin brother that was being, or that was pretending to be him. Or something like that, and I mean, I can't buy into that. I mean, did he I, have a did, it, did he have a twin brother? According to that silly clip, and it could have been a deep fake. There's no telling what it was. I mean, there's just so much garbage out there. Well, days. we do but, know though that in the 1950s, 
that uh, they were walking around and they saw two men kissing and their daddy would look at them and said, oh, that's yeah. just love. Yeah, my sweet Aunt Hazel. That didn't happen. That wouldn't have happened in the 50s. It was, you know. Joe does not have a twin brother. I don't, yeah. I don't think we could handle two of that much stupidity around, flying around anywhere. Well, I would hope not. But I mean, again, it's it. You you see this, you see this stuff, and I, you know, I, I like I said, I have no idea what to believe anymore. And all I know is, all I believe in is what I can see. I told a man in the grocery store today, I was real happy because this administration has given me super strength because I carry a hundred dollars worth of groceries in one arm right now. Uh, you can do that in like four fingers. That's exactly right. Don't even have to use it. Don't even strain. Don't break a sweat. I don't either because it's 14 degrees. <laughs> it freeze all over you. You never get <laughs> wouldn't get to be be able to even beat up. But yeah, and so of course yeah, and we and I don't know if we covered. Of course, I, I don't know how many people are even aware that you know federal employees were voted a five point six percent cost of living increase. Uh, you know, and which causes me to wonder is is you know is it not. Is there not a, a conflict of interest in allowing? Because I, I was thinking about, I, I was, I've, I've been pondering who the the thirty whatever percent are that actually think that the Biden administration is doing a good job. And the only thing I can figure is it's got to be federal employees because you know they talk about how you know this administration's added so many thousands of jobs. Well, they got to be federal employees. The the the, the government doesn't do anything. They That's just rest off of the people. So if they're adding employees, it's got to be federal employees, and then they're giving them this 5.6% pay increase. I guarantee you the private sector hadn't gotten 5.6% pay increase, cost of living increase, and we're not going to because we're the ones that are footing all of these bills. <clears throat> So anyway, I, I don't want to get all bent out of shape about that this early in. We can... <laughs> Did they find the plane? I heard something about them finding the, the F-35 that they lost, but I hadn't had time to check into it. Well, I have heard or may or may not be for sale on eBay at the moment. You are kidding me, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Somebody, had, like somebody had posted a meme about that, but it's like, you know, you can find crap wherever. And you can oh. tell me you can read license plates from space, but you can't find a $135 million airplane that you yeah. supposedly have all this GPS stuff on to where we knew where your little puddle jumper was by all of its little GPS stuff. Well, again... All aircraft have a transponder, and you are supposed to have that transponder set to what, what they refer to as squawk, um, a specific code depending on whether you are a, uh, a, a jet aircraft, a military aircraft, a civilian aircraft, mm -hmm. a, a, an, an whether you're flying as an instrument pilot or a visual pilot. And so... You know, but every pilot, of course, knows this. So somebody, well, you know, they would have had. I'm just a, I'm a star pilot. 
Oh, there you go. Well, and again, that was what happened with the uh, with that um, Malaysian flight. What was it, three seventy? Mm-hmm. That disappeared. They turned their transponder off, and and you have to do that intentionally. And you're not really. I mean, you can in certain airspace. I don't know why anybody would bother ever, but um, you know it. It regardless, that's you know that that would be the equivalent of low jack, but uh, except I don't think you can turn a low jack off. Evidently, they did find it. Is twenty oh. twenty eight hours took them twenty eight hours to find it. Well, good for them. And the it is it says here the transponder was not working for some reason that they have yet to determine. So that means it was probably carrying cash or something. They dropped it there for the terrorists to get before they attack something again well you know and again i uh, i wondered my immediate thought when that happened was yeah i wonder if it was any of the uh if it was any of the illegal immigrants that were on the terror watch list or stuff like that that had had snagged it but i didn't follow that story because like i said it's been a crazy crazy week at work and i well i've already seen that you can beat those new jets with the jet like in the original Top Gun movie, because he whooped them in the new movie with one of them old jets. <coughs> okay. It's not the airplane. It's about the pilot. Well, there is there is truth to that, but I, I didn't realize that was a documentary. I thought it was, a, I thought it was fiction. Hey, <laughs> don't mess with Maverick. Uh. I, I'd rather not. I think they, they were, but there you go. Anyway, I don't want to go down that road <laughs> and, and, and question Mr. Cruz's uh, leanings. But uh, well, and I don't like anyway. Mr. Cruz, but I like Pete Maverick. Well, there you go. That's fair enough. The character again, yeah. the subject of said documentary. <laughs> <laughs> now, so and we were talking about that uh, that that clip. Uh, the Joe Rogan clip that, uh, and I and I think that was an excerpt that was intended, that was pulled out and intended to cause a ruckus because everything that they talked, I, I couldn't watch the whole thing, but everything they talked about was plots for movies and stuff. Well, like I'd say, and the UFO, they talked about a lot of UFOs to start with. Yeah, and I mean, again, it's well, you know, and, and well, I, 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 I downloaded the episode, and I was yeah. like, oh great, I'm gonna listen to it. I found it. I ended up falling asleep. I didn't hear about but the first five minutes of it. Well, you didn't hear. You didn't miss much. And I woke I mean? up. And I woke up in time to hear Joe Rogan talking to Matt Rife, and I listened to that whole episode. Well, there you go. Well, but again, it's one of those things. I watch a lot of that uh, ancient aliens and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. But again, it you know, it's mostly because I'm intrigued by out of place artifacts and things that that we just simply don't understand. Now, I did hear a quote just the other day, you know, and, and, and it was a great quote about a fellow was talking about, you know, it really is science fiction to look at the Big Bang Theory, you know, because everything that we know, everything we see, everything we that exists in the entire universe, the entire cosmos, was compressed down to this, this is the theory, was compressed into this super dense pile of all of these energies. And then, of course, it exploded. And then without any intervention 
whatsoever, it coalesced into the universe as we see it today. Now, and that's again, and I've said before, we're, we're, it's, it, it all goes back to Plato's allegory of the cave. We're trying to figure out, you know, and, and for those who may not have heard of Plato's allegory of the cave, the synopsis is that it's a bunch of people that are sitting in a cave, completely pitch black with a fire behind them, and they're trying to figure out what the world is by staring at the shadows that the flame is casting on the wall. Okay, and we really are in that kind of uh, scenario because we've we've got mathematics, and we kind of sort of understand it to a certain degree, um, but we really don't have a tremendous. I mean, we only perceive a just tiny amount of the visual, the audio, and you know all of the spectrums of of of, in, of sensory information that we could. Uh, pull from our environment, we only perceive a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of it. And so we, we're still kind of guessing about most stuff. When you, when you get to the point where you realize that there is so much more that we don't know than we actually know, then I, in my opinion, you're starting to approach some sort of wisdom. But um, I don't know if any of that's helpful or not, but I don't know why you're applying who would be wise because <laughs> that's a, a word I don't hear bantered around very much here lately. Well, that's true. And, I, and another thing that I saw the other day was, was a question, somebody asking the question, why are we looking for intelligent life on other planets? I'd be happy to find some here. <laughs> Amen to that. That would be a blessing in disguise right there. Right, right, right. Absolutely, it would. I have been enjoying pumpkin pie Oreos. All right. So is this sort of your own personal uh, strike against pumpkin spice, or are you kind of on the pumpkin spice? How does that relate to pumpkin spice? Uh, well, it's their pumpkin spice, but it tastes like pumpkin pie. I don't usually get go for the pumpkin spice craze very often but every once in a while i don't mind something um i eat a lot of pumpkin all year round though so it's not really like it's something to do just in the fall well you know now i do like a pumpkin pie i have to say it's and hard to beat yeah it's hard but a sweet tater pie is right up there with it too though well yeah, no, I don't know that I've had a sweet potato pie. I've had, uh, I mean, I had, of course, I had pecan pie. Now, do you do you go by pecan or pecan? Pecan. pecan. What, what damn southern are going to say pecan? I just thought I'd ask. I wasn't meaning to insult you or nothing. I mean, you do. You insinuating I'm one of them dad blame Yankees, a damn carpetbagger. Oh, Y'all have a lot more of those across the border than I have down here. So, you know, I. I, I, we're I'm closer sorry. to the swamp too that's true that is true yes for indeed. some reason they keep coming down here like people want to see them like camilla harris was down here the other day at the uh, a and t don't nobody want to see her well yeah i'm surprised they hadn't showed up down here much in south carolina because again the, the folks in south carolina are the ones that saved his whole campaign back mm-hmm. in 2020 anyway maybe i'll need to be re-educated well there's some folks down in the low country that absolutely do need to be in my opinion 
But uh, they make a good low country boil, though. Yep, they do. That is maybe they, good maybe they need to stick to cooking. They need to stick to something other than politics. That was one of the other things that I I, I just wanted. You know, I, I just wish, you know, if if you are ignorant or stupid enough that you think voting based on your feelings is a good idea and and you know just look around you and just don't just don't vote just stay home because the democrats are going to vote for you and your dead uncle and your dead cousins and all of that stuff anyway so just stay home uh you know i mm-hmm. I, I you know and of course, if you think that uh, you know, the, if the folks that think that um, abortion is more important than the economy, well, you know, here's a little question for you: If it wasn't so dadgum expensive to raise a kid, why would you want an abortion? But I mean, it's just the we we need to get back to just some common sense in the world. And, and I don't know how in the world to do that when you got so many lunatics out there that uh, just are believing every piece of drivel that the news media shoves down their throat. I just, it's, it's frustrating to me. But here we go. I got to shut up. Let's find something else to talk about other well, than that. We talk about UFOs or UAPs or something. We can't. Man. Well, geologists think they have figured out uh, in the gym in the gym world, like diamonds and stuff like that. There are some rare pink diamonds that come from Australia. Okay. Uh, I want to say it's in. I think the mine's name is the Argyle Mine. It's like in Western Australia, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's like one of the world's largest producers of diamonds or gemstones and stuff that, but it's responsible. This one mine is responsible for over 90% of the natural pink diamonds, which are ultra ultra rare. And so they've been trying to figure out why it is because it's not like in the usual spot for a diamond mine and stuff like that. But they were traced it back and have been doing some looking and they think it's, they something about the way some magma have formed and stuff 500 million years ago is what actually made it to where this one particular area produces the pink diamonds and i just thought that was kind of interesting well it is but i mean again you know the whole thing that diamonds really are not that rare the whole thing was a magnificent marketing scheme by the de beers family and the De Beers family has held a global monopoly on diamond production and diamond sales. Oh, what, 150 years or so, something like that. But it was all a huge marketing scheme. And you, I mean, as a matter of fact, you you can make your own diamond with uh, some tin foil and some sugar and a microwave. If you hmm. didn't know, that. you can't put tin foil in a microwave. Yes, you can. It will it will just get really really hot, It'll spark, and, and most likely ruin your microwave. But yes, you can. It's just don't do it. It's a bad would you, idea. Would you be able to sell said diamond to a jewelry store? Doubtful. Oh well, then why Doubtful. make it? Well, yeah, I don't know. But again, and that's one of the other things is uh, cubic zirconia. So we judge 
diamonds based on the four K's is carrot, clarity, cut, and I never can remember all of them, but weight, whatever it is. I think that's carrot. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and if you, and you can manufacture a cubic zirconia mm-hmm. that has perfect color and perfect carrot. Uh, uh, excuse me uh, it doesn't have any occlusions or anything like that so and but yet we and you can do it for pennies on the dollar compared to what a diamond that is mined from the earth can be or would be and I mean again there was a uh, it was somewhere in uh, in uh, South Africa I think that they had the just diamonds laying all over the dirt hmm. we need <laughs> to go there pick them up well this was a while back i think they've been picked up by now but they're just not that they're just not that rare i mean and and then it's the thing you know this is one of the things it's like gold okay now gold is pretty doggone useful stuff and it's rare powerful and and it is rare especially compared to a diamond but you can't eat it Okay, if you don't need to make a... Right, but you might not be able to eat it, but you for doggone sure can drink it in Goldschlager. You can. That is true. But it's the things that people get all excited about are, you know, things like, you know, gold and diamonds and whatnot. And unless you're trying to drill an oil well or cut some glass, a diamond really is not all that useful. They're, they can be pretty. But, you know, so can cut glass. They can be pretty expensive, too. They can be really expensive. And, of course, the resale value on them is, is like a quarter of what you pay for them. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know a new story that's right up your alley. Uh-oh. Hit me, boss. Picture it. 3,000 years ago. Okay. We're on the Atlantic coast of Portugal. Okay. These bees... Okay. And they're using their little bee noses to go around and smell the flowers. You know how bees do. Yeah. I know exactly how bees do. And make honey and all that stuff. Well, they have found fossilized bees still in cocoons. Okay. And they are trying to bring them back to life because of our bee shortage. Well, you know how we can stop the problem with the bee shortage. No, go ahead and finish up. I want to hear the rest of this. Or was that it? Well, no, they're just talking about how this is kind of cool because they've never really found bees in the cocoons, baby bees in the cocoons and stuff before. And um, But they were just talking about how they were seeing the young baby bees intact and in structures and the had just gotten some kind of uh, scans back to where they're now they can see them in high detail 3d images and stuff like that well here's my thoughts instead of going to all that kind of trouble because what you're going to have there is a bee that has not gone through 3,000 years of adaptations to the environment Right, and it's not had to listen to Democrats for 3,000 years, so it's going to be fresh. Right, exactly. So it's probably not going to thrive as well as you would think it might. 
Now, I don't know that for a fact, but again, the big problem, if you want to stop killing all the bees, stop using all the pesticides and stop growing GMOs. Okay, I mean, GMOs, as I understand it, they're genetically programmed and genetically modified so that they will not germinate into um, food product unless they're in the presence of specific pesticides. Now, these pesticides are supposed to be in trace elements, trace amounts. But it's, that's what's killing the bees. That's what causes the, uh, because even though it's trace amounts of the pesticide everywhere that the, the every, on every flower that the bee touches, it's getting that trace amount. And it, you know, a bee might visit a thousand flowers in one flight and it just builds up over time and, and kills it. And here I and, complain about walking 400 steps and it's going to sniff of a thousand flowers. Yep. I mean, it, and it, it, but it likes it, so it makes it happy. But you know, that's the kind of stuff. And you know, you know what thing, makes me happy? What makes you happy, honey? Because I kiss it on the lips. Well, there you go. But with uh, my buttered sausage. With your buttered sausage. So <laughs> the uh, now you throw me off. I had point to make, and I've got to get back to it, whatever it was. Um, so, so you know, we were talking about the the, the GMOs and all of that stuff and the bees. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. But you're gonna have to take it from here because I wrote me off. I can't hey, remember what. They ain't nothing like butter sausage, baby. Yeah. Well, another Batman day has come and gone. I didn't know that. Yeah, Batman Day, official Batman Day was last Saturday, the 16th of September. And uh, it's just Batman Appreciation Day. And, you know, I do a lot of 3D rendering and animations and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. Batman has been one of my favorite topics for many, many moons. And I did share to several of them that I've done over the months and years and all that good stuff, and we just celebrated Batman. All right. Well, good on you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I I do enjoy Batman comics, but I'm not as as avid of a fan as you were. Well, you know, that the funny thing is, is when I was younger, I didn't like superhero stuff or comics or stuff like that. I hadn't gotten into the comics until here recently. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just kind of, it's just kind of weird. I'm not sure exactly why. I guess maybe because they're colorful, and I do like a lot of color and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I'm not real sure. It's just one of those things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was always a fan of the Marvel comics because back in the day, you know, the Marvel comics were, and this was, of course, before the DC reboot with the Dark Knight and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. They, well, now, my favorite Batman is the one where it's the blue and the gray and all that, like the 70s. Sure. But I did find out in the comics, one thing that interesting tidbit is the reason they use blue the blue was actually supposed to be representative of black, but bl- blue ink was cheaper to get and use than black ink. Okay. And they thought that if they used black in all of it like it was supposed to be, that it would be too dark. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that uh, make, that reminds me, uh, you know, Chuck Norris and Superman 
got into a uh, they they got into a wrestling match, and I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, you know, of course, a lot of people will ask who won, but of course, the bet was that uh, the loser had to wear their underwear on the outside of their drawers or their drawers on the outside for a while. Looks like no, no, I miss Chuck Norris. <laughs> I love the Chuck Norris show. Yeah, nobody, nobody messes with Chuck Norris. <laughs> well, you know he's got a, uh, you know he's got a, a beer rug in his living room. Now, the bear's not dead; it's just terrified to move. <laughs> well, you know he invented rap music when his heart started beating. <laughs> that one I hadn't heard. <laughs> They, uh, there's, uh, used to be, a, I guess there still is, I haven't seen it recently, there's a YouTube channel called Epic Rap Battles of History. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they did uh, Chuck Norris against Abraham Lincoln, I think, or something like that. Uh, but that, that one was, I haven't seen. I saw Abraham Lincoln against somebody, but it wasn't Chuck Norris. Maybe it wasn't Chuck. Well, no, I was just saying, I was just thinking, it's, but uh, it's just funny the way the, some of the stuff with how it comes up about the um, how ingrained Chuck Norris is. And, you know, he's a legitimate karate world champion. Oh, no, he absolutely is. And, and uh, he, again, but, you know, he and uh, he was, um, uh, I, I don't recall if he trained with Bruce Lee. I know he was in several of Bruce Lee's early movies. Yeah, he played the bad guy. Frequently, yes, he did. Yep, it was Abe Lincoln versus Chuck Norris. That one I don't think I've seen. That, that, I'll have to look that up. Well, the, I remember uh, now what I was going to tell you about, but go ahead and finish your thought. Well, he on the YouTube that you in the YouTube one, it's got uh, Abraham Lincoln, and, it, and some of these you just wonder why they're using these lyrics if it's just to get something. But they, it, it is funny, and one of the lines that Abraham Lincoln is uses is he catches bullets with his skull. <laughs> and stuff like that mm. so it's just kind of it's, it's just little, weird one of the best ones though fun. I think is um, George R.R. R. Martin versus J.R.R. R. Tolkien that one if you if you get a chance to see one that one's really good well I'll have to check those out and see what they're what they're doing But well so do you want me to enlighten you with the comment that I was going to make enlighten me well, so I was talking about pesticides, and I couldn't remember, and I was trying to remember and, and, and reassociate with bees. But so the whole pesticide industry came after World War One. Okay, now World mm -hmm. War One that was an unusual war because we had chemical warfare. That was the rise of chemical warfare and mustard gas. Now then it was later outlawed by the Geneva Convention because it was just too brutal. Okay, but they had spent a lot of time, money, and effort in developing chemistry to make these pesticides or these uh, these um, um, bio or excuse me chemical weapons. And they had all of these factories and whatnot, and they were like, "Well, what are we going to do with them?" And we've got all these people that we've employed to create these these chemical weapons, and that was when they created the pesticide industry to adapt these pet these these biological weapons to kill insects now you know that the but prior to the pesticide industry the, the creation of the pesticide industry um, the average farmer would lose roughly 20 percent of their crops to insects do you know how many 
they lose now that we have all of these pesticides? No. Roughly 20% of the crop. So it is a zero-sum game. All it did was allow these chemical corporations to flourish after World War One in the absence of the need for chemical weaponry. Hmm. Now, and the upside and the other side of that is that it kills the bees. So you know, it's just one of those things that you know we we. It's one of those things I would put in the in the category of the law of unintended consequences because I, I do believe that they had the best of intentions, but you know it you know the, the, the outcome has not been beneficial. So and again, if you don't use the GMOs and you just use a normal amount of pesticides, you don't you don't wipe out the bees. And well, I'll get I, don't, off I don't like wiping out bees. I like bees. I like them too. I keep them. Well, you ought to let them be free range. They are. I just give them a nice place to live and stay dry in the in the rain and warm in the winter. Do you keep predators away from them? Yes, I do. See, you're so sweet. How many you want to you want to come up here and grow some bees? Well, I tried to split my hive, my apiary, into two hives uh, last year, and I botched it. Uh, so I'm going to try again next year. I didn't, uh, I didn't mess with them after that. I didn't mean to screw it up, but I, I did so ag rather egregiously. Uh -oh. uh, but, uh, I mean, it did kill the colony, but it, it sure did make them mad. <laughs> hey, hey, you gotta be careful with pissed off bees. <laughs> well, they don't much mess with you. Now, I mean, they really don't. I mean, I've every I've I've been you know if you meet a beekeeper who tells you they've never been stung, they're a liar. But every time that I have been stung, I haven't been stung many times. But every time I've been stung, it's been my own fault, and that's been the first thought that went through my head was, "Well, dummy, if you hadn't have done that, you wouldn't have got stung." Stunt man. Usually, but, most of the time, anything that happens, it ends up being our fault. That is true. That is very true. Huh. Some you know, of more I'm just looking over, glancing over the headlines as we're sitting here discussing the things happening in the world, and they that's ain't, be they ain't nothing. Well, that's good because I hadn't had time to look at the world in in quite a, in, a, in this entire week. It's just been one thing after another. Now, I, heard, I, I, I did say this: the North Carolina Speaker of the House, Tim Moore. Um, had some Democrats who crossed him and wouldn't do what he wanted, and he was the majority, so he gave them offices in the basement. <laughs> well, they do need to not behave like a bunch of children, but uh, I think that might be asking a bit much. Now, I will say this. We saw the release of Episode 6 of Ahsoka, Okay. I don't want to give any spoilers, but this is probably one of, and it had one of the better Star Wars character entrances I have ever seen. Oh, well, good. And uh, it's just kind of, I don't know, it, it, it's, I'm just waiting for the letdown because, you know, this is Disney and Disney does screw something up inevitably. So sooner or later, it's going to go downhill 
I'm just oh. wondering if this latest episode is the precipice and everything after this is going to be garbage. I'm just waiting to get to that point where it drops off because normally it always does. Well, maybe the fact that they got a writer strike going on is improving the storylines. <laughs> that would be fun. Now, you know, I tried something today I ain't think I ever tried before. What's that? I had macaroni and cheese from the Chick-fil-A. Oh, really? I did. It was actually pretty good. Okay. Now, I don't really prefer Chick-fil-A's chicken. Okay. I mean, it's okay. I'll eat it. But my favorite is if I'm going to get fast food chicken is probably Zaxby's. I do like Zaxby's, I got to say. Well, you know what gives, uh, you know, supposedly the whole thing that gives Chick-fil-A chicken its signature taste is that they soak the chicken in pickle juice, pickle brine. Well, I could see that because they're, they're, to me, the chicken, their chicken, I mean, it's not bad, but it just has a weird taste to it. Mm. Well, and I mean, again, if you brine, well, see, that's what every year before I, uh, before I, uh, um, I, I deep fry a turkey every year for Thanksgiving. And I brine it for a couple of days in vinegar and some basil and you know, some sage and stuff like that for mm-hmm. two or three days because the vinegar will make the meat sweeter and more moist. So between that and uh, deep frying it, it uh, I make a pretty doggone moist bird. It's always a it's always a fan favorite. It sounds like we, my little baby dog and I, she eats turkey every day. I get fresh turkey cut and chop it up and put it in her little bowl with her food, with her other foods that she eats. And then sometimes I have a turkey and cheese sandwich every night. Well, there you go. I'm a creature of, of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure. Habit. (laughs) I'm a habit. habit. Yeah. Yeah. I was afraid to go there. I wasn't sure what direction you were working with. Well, you don't ever know. There's something pop into my head. You can't never tell. And you know one thing, my sister, or was it Susan, my wife, I can't remember one of them, they did not realize that there used to be a magazine called National Lampoons. Oh, my Lord. And I'm like, seriously, and I'm like, how have y'all lived this long and never knew that there was a National Lampoon magazine? Well, it act, you know, you know how the National Lampoon started, don't you? It wow. was a college publication uh-huh. called the Harvard Lampoon. And what the folks from the Harvard Lampoon are most famous for is in Massachusetts, I believe it is, which would make sense. Um, the in the state house, they have a thing called I think it's the magic cod or something of that nature, but it's you know because of the cod fishing industry was a was a huge proponent of of the uh, growth of the of of the state. Mm-hmm. They have or the sacred cod that was it the sacred cod, and that hung in the state house, and so the writers that must be important like the cock of justice could very well be. But the uh, writers from the Harvard Lampoon, or the staff, I'm not sure exactly, they never did, uh, nobody ever really truly admitted to it, I don't think, but they proceeded to go in there and steal the sacred cod. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if I remember right, there had to be some sort of an invocation or something about the sacred cod either to open 
the floor, open the floor for, for business or to close it. Mm -hmm. And so I can't remember if they couldn't open the state or shut it down. <laughs> but it did create quite a ruckus stealing that. And it's not a real cot. It's a, it's a, it, well, it's either a taxidermy cot or it's made out of wood. I don't know which, but I think it's made out of wood because it's pretty big for a cot. So that is the origins of the National Lampoon. I like the As National Lampoon. They were funny. They indeed were, and they produced some very funny individuals. Like, I, I've got an actual, and of course, I was really, I wasn't able to read it at that point in time, but I've got a copy of the original cover of the January 1973 uh, death issue. Do you know, okay. it's got a picture of a man holding a gun to a dog's head. And it says, if you don't buy this magazine, we'll kill this dog. <laughs> no, I did not know about that. That's... Yeah. That was the January 1973 issue. Wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty dark. Well, it's, it's a little, yeah, it's, it could be funny. <laughs> there were no dogs hurt in making the... Oh the sure. the uh cover but it just kind of made you know you got to have things to make you think i got too many things that make me think quite frankly and i well i got one thing i'm working on right now uh oh hit me i'm thinking about whether that bottle of paul roger is going to be cold by the time we get done yakking well i don't know what else you want to talk about huh <laughs> I'm sure we can find something to talk about. I just, I'm trying not to get your blood pressure up again. Well, you know, uh, well, it's you know, it's just you we we talk about politics, and it's like it, we're part of that group of people that it's okay to discriminate against, and it's okay to pick on, it's okay to do whatever. They don't care what we think. I don't think our votes really count anyway. So, what's the point of even getting involved in it? Because when you look at the only comment about Washington, D.C. that ever comes to mind that I think about referring yeah. to them is when Cousin Eddie looks at everybody and says, Morning, shitter's full. Yeah. <laughs> and because yeah. the shitter up there is full. Yep. You that got is. some idiot that thinks he should wear shorts and then dickie's shirts around the halls of the senate mm -hmm. i mean that's just crazy if he can't wear a suit he ain't got no business being up there i can tell you right now he ain't got no business being up there anyway i've listened to him try to talk yeah yeah again i i i have to wonder I, that is one of the things that makes me very very you know i mean I'm, I'm ecstatic that I'm not a Democrat because that has got to be, I mean, if you look at, at Biden and, and Feinstein and Fetterman, you know, how embarrassing. How oh, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But then again, I look at the, I look at, you know, the Kevin McCarthy's and the Mitch McConnell's and the, the, the absolute do nothing Republicans. And it's embarrassing for them, too. I mean, I'm glad I'm neither one. You know, it's it's just at least I have an opportunity to, to, to try to vote for somebody that has a lick of sense. Mm -hmm. uh, it's but, just crazy. Uh, 
It is. It's absurd. I mean, again, you sit there and you think about all of this magnificent Ponzi scheme. It, it's, it's, why do we tolerate this stuff? Why on earth do we tolerate it? Now, the reason that we have to endure it is because you got all of these people that get wound up over nothing. And they don't think past 30 seconds. They just, but they just get mad. And it's like, you know, you, you get, okay, so like cl climate change is a great one, okay? You know, I mean, climate change, because back in the 70s, they were telling us that the next thing coming that was going to kill everybody was the next ice age. Now, somehow, and I never did quite figure this one out, somehow the next ice age was going to cause Florida to be underwater. Now, when you make ice, the water level is going to go down. You're going to have a lot more volume of ice on the land, but the water, the, the, the water level of the oceans is going to drop. So I never did quite figure it out. I think it might have had something to do with how much the ice was going to weigh, was going to push the. Oh, the it was going. It's going to be like what that congressman finally said that Guam was going to finally capsize. Yeah, Guam might tip over if you put too many people on the side of the island. But um, it's easy. I, you know, I'm no geologist, but I don't think that Guam is in danger of tipping over, and I don't think we're in any danger of sinking Florida. But again, so the point, to get back to something and actually make a comment that's not just stupid and sarcastic, so... Climate, the whole thing about this climate change and global warming, it all depends about where you measure it from. If you measure, if you start measuring uh, from the, you know, shortly after the, the what's called the Maunder Minimum, which was the mini ice age, yep, we are warmer. But if you go back about 800,000 years or so, we have cooled, the whole planet has cooled by you know, I think it's six to eight degrees or mm -hmm. something like that. So, you know, and according to archaeology and modern science, human beings were not human beings 800,000 years ago. If we were even here, I think we were like something sort of like a marmoset or something like that. And, and so the, 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 there's no evidence that human interaction is doing anything to change the climate. We were probably pr swimming in the primordial sea still at that point in time. Well, no, there were dinosaurs and stuff like that back then. So, all right, I think, look, they may have been. I don't know. I wasn't there. Yep. The dinosaurs, you know. I always heard the dinosaur fossils were just God put a joke in and the archaeologists just ain't figured it out yet. Well, you never know. I mean, again, it's, uh, no, it's of course, I'm a big fan of Douglas Adams and the, the, the whole Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. And, mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the whole Earth was designed as a giant computer to, because they, they created this computer called Deep Thought. And the question that they asked Deep Thought was, what is the answer to the meaning of life? And Deep Thought responded with, I'll have to think about that. And I think Deep Thought thought about it for, I think, uh, a 
couple of hundred thousand years or something <laughs> like that. And so they came up and asked Deep Thought what the answer was, and Deep Thought says, well, I've got an answer, but you're not going to like it. And the answer was 42. <laughs> the meaning of life, that's right. Now, All so right. then they had to build the Earth as a gigantic supercomputer bigger than Deep Thought to figure out what was the question that 42 was the answer to. <laughs> All right. We're going, to be, we're going to end today's show on a trivia question. I'm going to give you a quote, and you have to tell me what movie it came from. Oh, dear. Okay. All right. Are you ready? No, probably not, but that's not going to stop you. <laughs> All right. This is the quote. If right. you back that queen one more time, I'm going to blow you right up at Wildcat's ass. I have not got the first foggiest clue as to what in the world you're talking about. I don't believe I've seen that movie. Oh, I guarantee you, you've seen it. All right. Uh, I, I, I'll give you another quote from it. This is what I did at work today. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> watching this movie. All right, I'll give you another quote from it. All right. Why, Johnny Ringo, you look like somebody has just walked across your grave. Oh, well, that would be Tombstone. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I watched. But about the Wildcats ass, that's when Wyatt Earp goes into the casino there and Billy Bob's the dealer at the Pharaoh table. Uh-huh. And he goes over there and smacks him in the face and the guy don't do anything. And he says, well, you going to do anything or are you just going to stand there and bleed? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And he goes, I'm going to go down here and bleed. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that's the snout to the curly tail to the little bee baby hunt making honey that we kiss on the lips and eat with butter sausage and everything in between. And we gone. <laughs> Have a good evening. You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at CarolinaUNDGRND. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.